This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful that tonight we have an opportunity just to, to come to worship you, to spend time together. Thank you. These are profitable times. Your word is profitable in our lives. Your spirit illuminates things and makes things real, helps us solve problems we could have not solved on our own. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for every individual that's here, every family that's represented. I thank you, Father, that you know exactly where every one of us are, and you know how to help us, and you are able to help us, and we're willing to receive that help. So tonight, we just open up our hearts. I thank you for your anointing that helps with clarity and with accuracy. Thank you. We have hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Our, our text for this whole series has been 1 Corinthians 14, 10. There, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, none of them is without signification. There are a lot of significant voices out there. We've talked about the voices coming into our lives. But in the last few weeks, we've been really talking about what comes out of us. And what comes out of us is, is real key, real important. Uh, we talked last week about are our words helping or are they hurting us? Are they helping or hurting the people around us? These are important questions. We began to touch on giving thanks last week. And uh, in Ephesians, I'm just going to recap quickly, but in Ephesians 5th chapter, verses 3 and 4, Paul is writing to the church. He says, For fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, and it's greed, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, which I think the word that we talked about last week was are discrediting, but rather giving of thanks. A friend was telling me about, and I won't mention his name, but he was telling me about a, a, a pastor that came in his place of business, and his place of business won't, won't allow him to come back and the reason they won't allow, and I said, why won't they let him come back? He said, well, so he keeps dropping F-bombs in front of the customers. I mean, you know, that'll discredit you. I stood up here and dropped an F-bomb. You'd have a problem with that. <laughs> that were, I'd have a problem with that. I wouldn't even get in the house. Or he would just shoot me right in the driveway. It'd be, it'd be all over. <laughs> yeah, but you, have to, you have to watch uh, especially when you go overseas. I don't, I don't go overseas much, but you do want to watch things that you say because different cultures have different meanings for things. And uh, evidently, a, there was a man who was up preaching way up in Canada. He's an American guy. Actually, he's Texas. And uh, he kept saying, this little booger did this, this little booger did that, this little booger did that. And he noticed, he said, as soon as he mentioned that, the whole crowd just kind of shut him down. The whole thing just shut. You can tell when you're speaking and people just shut you down. You've had it happen to you. Do you have teenagers? <laughs> you ever had them just look at you and just, you can tell, it, lights are on, but there's no one at home. They, uh, they have just shut me down. And he just kept saying, well, what this little booger? Finally, after the service, the, um, <laughs> he asked the pastor, he said, what was wrong? He said, I felt the whole crowd just kind of shut me down. He said, well, you kept mentioning the word little booger, little booger. He, he said, yeah, that's what I say. He said, well, he said, here in this part of the country, that's like the F word. So in that culture, that's like, so can you imagine somebody getting up here going, this little, and just dropping F-bombs left and right? 
we, we would shut him down. I would probably, I haven't done this much, I would probably stand up to put my hand on his shoulder and go, if you say that again, I'll have him shoot you before you leave. <laughs> but, moving rapidly right along, that will discredit you. But we said, but, but what is fitting is giving of thanks. Giving of thanks is always appropriate. We talked about giving of thanks as being a doer of God's word. Colossians 3rd chapter, verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We talked about representing the Lord. And uh, we do it in the name of Jesus as a representative of him. I want to come back to that because I think that's a, that's a key point. Here's something we didn't get to last week, but I do want to talk a little bit about. Giving thanks helps establish us in faith. It's, a, it's an establishing thing. So it's, it's, I think we've often thought of Thanksgiving as simply um, good manners. Well, it's just good, you know. My, my mother, Southern, Southern Belle, and uh, I, had to, I had to say thank you and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. I don't regret that. But I had better say thank you if somebody gave me something. And so that was, you know, in fact, my mother would say, and what do you say? And uh, in fact, our, our kids, we raised our kids that way. And we would say, and what do you say? And I remember Michael, Michael would go, thank you. I'm, I, I wasn't feeling it, but, but that's what he would do. But, but the idea of giving thanks is, is uh, look, look at this first. This is, this is actually a great way you know, if you, if you prayed and you, you haven't seen something come to pass, what do you do between the time you pray and the time that you see it come to pass? Well, that's, that's a you know, praising, but here's a, here's a good one here. Look at this, Colossians. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Leave it up there just for a second. I... Uh, I was thinking about that. I said, you know, I wonder if, if I feel like my life is abounding with thanksgiving. Abounding means that's kind of like an overflow. And if you stop and think about it, how many people do you really know right now, no pointing fingers, or who are just so thankful all the time? And we realize that this is something we have to be intentional about. Because I don't think any of us was like born thankful. Oh, he was just a thankful child. I mean, some maybe, But typically, if you're a thankful child, you came out of a home where you saw it modeled. And so being thankful and being grateful, abounding in thanksgiving. Could you put it back up there, please, just for a second? The verse. <laughs> As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord. Now, watch this. So walk in him. You received Jesus the Lord. Most of us? How'd you do that? You did that by faith. You believed that he's God's son. You believed he, he came to earth. You believed he lived as a man, died on the cross, and God raised him from the dead, right? We, we believe that. We believe that by faith. It says now, so walk in him. That word walk in him, that, that, in other words, we begin to live our lives connected to him. It says rooted and built up in him. Now, this is, this is Christianity 102. This is a little bit different. This is not just, hey, I received Jesus 
you know, as my Lord, and I'm grateful for that, and I go to heaven when I die, and I'm grateful for that. Actually, God intends for us to walk closer than that, walk connected with that. So rooted and built up in him. What do you mean rooted and built up in him? Well, when you made Jesus your Lord, you didn't just get to heaven when you died. You actually became a new creation. Spiritually, you're a new person. And there's a connection there. And, and because of your connection with Christ, there's now, a, from God's perspective, the Bible says you're more than a conqueror because of your connection. It says you are, are blessed with all blessings in heavenly places because of that connection. He said you're accepted because of that connection. That Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification means set apart, and redemption means purchased out of the enemy's authority, all because of that connection. And so what, what we want to do is as, we, as we're growing and learning in the Lord, we want to begin to find out more and more what God says about us. You hear me talk about this all the time, who we are in Christ. And who we are in Christ is really good. Who we are in Christ, I just listed the thing, new creation. The Bible says we're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That's a pretty powerful thing. That we're seated with him in heavenly places. That we're no longer old sinners saved by grace. We're saved by grace. And grace has come into our lives, and it's a wonderful thing. And so as we begin to find out these things, as we begin to acknowledge these in our life, what happens is we become more rooted and built up in him. And there's a reason for that. It's not just so we can say, well, I'm this and that. Remember, we're representing him. You didn't, you said, I didn't sign up to represent him. We didn't share that part with you, but here's the deal. <laughs> when you made Jesus your Lord, yeah, you say, I, I, don't, I don't want any of that. I just want to go to heaven when I die. No, no, no. You're missing out on a lot of good things. Because God's intention is that we become, here's the, here's the idea. God's intention is that when people see us, they begin to see Jesus. And that's a deep thought, isn't it? When people begin to, you're like... Dear Lord, Alan, I'm just trying to survive this pandemic and get through life. And now you're telling me I got to rep Jesus? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. But, but that, there's some good things to that. Rooted and built up in him and, and it said and established in the faith as you've been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. So there's something we can thank God about every day. You can say, well, you know, I'm looking around. I don't see anything to thank God about. Hang tight. We got a lot to thank God about. You can thank him that you are not what you used to be, that you're a new creation in Christ. You could thank him that if you died right now, you would immediately go and be with the Lord to depart, to, to depart here, is go there. You're not even worried about it. Take the fear of death straight out of you. That you can now stand before God without that sense of being guilty and inferior all the time. That's righteousness. You didn't get that because you earned it. You got that because you're in him. So there's some great benefits. So you can, be, you can just walk around and go, Lord, I want to thank you that in Christ you have given me the victory. In Christ, I have victory. You know, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. We say, well, what's, what good is that? Well, for people especially who are dealing with addictions, that's one of the best scriptures you can hang on to, Romans 8, 2. 
There's therefore now, Romans 8, 1 says, there's therefore now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, in Christ, has made me free from the law of sin and death. So one of the best things you can ever do, if you ever deal, you got addictions, habits, problems. I, I know no, no one in here. This is, this is for Sunday. But, but, but Addictions, habits, problems. One of the best things you could do is walk around your house and drive to work going, Lord, I want to thank you that the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Lord. I'm free from drugs. I'm free from alcohol, free from pornography, free from greed and unforgiveness. I'm free. Because I am in him. So it gives us something to thank God about. It gives us, it gives us you know, when, when the enemy comes and, and, and tells you, you're never going to make it, you're not going to make it, you're, you're this or, or that, you've got something you can say, you're going to hang on. One, you're not my Lord anymore. I'm out from under your authority. I don't have to live dominated by fear. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and a sound mind. You got that in him. So God has things we can thank God for. So you can thank him for what you are in Christ. And as you begin to read the scriptures, you're going to find out what, he, what the Bible says, that we are in Christ. And then we can thank him for what God's doing in our lives. What he's done, what he will do. What you haven't seen yet, but you believe is happening. So you're rejoicing. How many of you have people that you're praying for and you haven't seen the answers in their lives and sometimes the tendency is to go, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How about we just thank God? Lord, thank you that you're working on their hearts. Thank you you're sending someone across their path. Thank you that you're working in their lives. Thank you. And it keep you from being depressed. You stay grateful, it'll, it'll help you ward off depression. Thanksgiving, always appropriate. Now, Paul, as we were talking about the voice coming out of us, Thanksgiving is a good one. Peter wrote to the, uh, to the church, and uh, he wrote this in 1 Peter 3, 8 through 11. Again, he's writing to the church, so let's look what, see what he says. Finally, all of you be of one mind, have compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous. Whoa. I appreciate that you give me credit for knowing this whole thing, but not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing for he who would love life and see good days. Anybody love life? Want to see good days? Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking to see. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Now, Peter wrote this, and if anyone understood speaking words, it would be Peter. Remember, he walked with the Lord for, for three and a half years. And uh, Peter was known for speaking, wrong speaking. <laughs> and uh, a little bit impetuous, a little, little bit just impulsive. And, and so Peter was saying things all the time. And so if Peter can write this, and if he can make an adjustment, we can make an adjustment too. So if you've, you've said, well, my mouth's been out of control. Hey, it doesn't have to stay that way. You can make an adjustment. But these words were to the church, and they had to be reminded as how to act. These attributes are decisions, not automatic behavior. They're not prevailing feelings. So he's writing to the church. He said, be of one mind, have compassion, love his brothers, tenderhearted, courteous. And then he begins to jump into 
some of the things that, w- that we have to deal with ourselves. The biggest part of, his, of this was what he was talking about in words when he says, not returning, reviling. Reviling means to protest, criticize, or complain angrily about or to insult. You get insulted? He said, don't return insults. <laughs> That's not easy, is it? So he, he's right. It's, it's a decision. And he said, not returning insults, not returning evil for evil. You know, one of the, one of, I think one of the challenges now that we have with social media is people can insult one another from afar. They can write in, send insults, and someone gets back on. You, you, got, a, you got a name. Maybe, the, maybe it's not your full name out there. You're, maybe you're hippity-hop one. And so you, you get on there and you write somebody and go, you're an idiot. You're just an idiot. How can anyone with half a brain even think this way? And big guy two writes you back and goes, I'm an idiot. You define idiot. And, and, and it could, ever, ever watch these little threads? Man, they get ugly over really important stuff. I was on a fountain pen forum one time and people were just taking shots at one another over fountain pens. <laughs> Calling each other names and stuff. It's like, but there's something in us when somebody insults, tendencies want to insult back. But that starts a spiral. And now Peter's going, don't do it. He said, instead, bless them. <laughs> oh, so someone insults you, and we got a choice. I'm, we can look back and go, well, seriously? You going to tell that to me? Someone who looks like you is going to talk to me like that? <laughs> and, and trust me, I, I, used to, I used to pride myself in my ability to out-insult other people. It's not a good thing. It's not how you win friends. In fact, I remember, I remember the ninth grade, I had a coach who gave me a, a, a lower grade. And I went to him, I said, Coach, why'd you? I said, I, I scored high on all these things. He said, I don't like how you treat people. He said, you call your teammates names. He said, it's not good. I, I haven't forgotten that conversation. And, and the insults and, and just reviling. And we live in a culture now where that's the norm. People no longer can just disagree. We have to be ugly about it. And the angrier we are, the louder it gets. And, and the more we're heard. And so now, you have to be over the top angry. And, and Peter's saying, don't do it. Don't return insult for insult. Don't return evil for evil. Now you're thinking, oh, come on, Alan. I mean, I live in the real world. You don't know the people I work with. I mean, if I, didn't, if I didn't throw some insults out there, I wouldn't survive. If I didn't, you know, take care of myself, I wouldn't survive. Here's, here's what. Can you, can you put that scripture back up there? The last verse. Please. <laughs> the, one, the one before that. There we go. Thank you. Appreciate that. I tell you, I, I, I appreciate our tech guys because I throw curveballs at them all the time, and they do a great job. 
Look, look what it says here. I just want you to follow this. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Someone calls you an idiot and you go, well, bless you. Don't bless their heart because in this church, we know what that means. We know what that means. We know that's code word for you are an idiot. So do not, you can't do that. That's not fair. On the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this. Called to what? Called to have compassion. Bless you. I know you're messing with me, but I'm just going to bless you in Jesus' name. Have compassion for one another. Love as brothers. We're called to this. Be tenderhearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil, reviling for reviling. This is especially talking about in the church with our brothers and sisters in Christ. But on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this. Here's, here's what we're called to. We're called to be different. And we're called to be different because we're representing the Lord. Remember Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Didn't say that, we, that the world will know we're disciples because we carry a Bible or have a fish on the back of our car or an ark sticker. So I don't have an ark sticker on the back of my car. I love this church, but I don't drive well enough. <laughs> I would not be a good disciple. And so th this idea is we're called to represent him. This is not just the Lord going, I need you kids to play nice. How many of you, if, if you have children, you want your children, you want your kids to mirror your values? Isn't it painful as a parent when you do everything you can to do everything right and, and your kids go off in another direction that's not like you? That's painful as a parent. So do, do we want our kids to grow up and mirror our values? And so the, the idea here, it says we're, we're called to be his children, to stand out differently in a world that's hurting. And one of the best ways we can do that is we don't respond exactly the way the world does. So they come in and we see that we're courteous to one another. Do you realize that one of the things that reaches people more than anything else is the friendliness of this church? The, I, over and over again, over the years, I've heard this. Friendliest church, friend of George came, she says, friendliest church I've ever been in. Do you realize what that says? So many people think God's angry at them and they come in and there's friendly people here. Does that make a difference? Yes. Does it make a difference just to be courteous and and, and loving and compassionate. This is, this is one of the ways, guys, that we're going to show a distinction between us and the world. We're saying, hey, come be a Christian. And they're going, why? And we're going, because it's a better way to live. And then we show that it's a better way to live. We're not angry. We're not spouting off all the time. We're not returning evil for evil. We're blessing people around us. We're having compassion for one another. We're being good because we've got a heavenly father who's kind and good and compassionate and doesn't return evil for evil. And, and, and we're his kids. And so if we, if we really think about it, this has got... This has got a lot to do. We're not just, you know, somebody says something to you on Facebook and you're about to spout off. Think about it. Say, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Heavenly Father, I'm, I'm, I'm your child. 
What's the best way to respond? What's the, just help them, bless them. Be good to them. And here's what, it, here's, a, here's one of the things said, you're called to this that you may inherit a blessing. How many of you know, you bless someone, you're good, you're compassionate. How many of you know you give God something to bless? You say, Lord, I'm about to rip this, I'm about to rip this guy up. Y'all were waiting for something else, but it was not gonna, not gonna happen. I was, I'm about to rip him up in Jesus' name. <laughs> That's gonna be a little tough to do, isn't it? I'm about to call you an idiot in Jesus' name. Can the Lord bless that? No. So we want to give him something to bless. You know, I, uh, some people don't know this, but if you don't write your name on your complaint, I don't read it. But if you'll write your name and, and, and give us a, an email or something, a lot of times I'll answer it or call and talk to people. But I'm amazed at the people who write really unkind things and never put their name. Don't do that. We're bigger than that. We're called to more than that. And the strongest voice coming out of us should be thanksgiving and blessing and kind. We can do that. Our Heavenly Father, when your kids do right, don't you just go, that's good. Ever seen your kids come in someplace and they're dressed like, dear Lord. <laughs> I, came, I came downstairs one, one time and Christina's getting ready to go out and I looked at her and I went, no, you're not. You're, no, no, you're, you're my child. Uh-uh, uh-uh, we're not doing that. I, I, I really think we really need to be serious about this. We can be different, but here's the deal. But when, you're, when you don't return evil for evil, it, it, it helps you. Because, I'm, boy, you start throwing evil. When does it stop? Strongest voice coming out of us. Peter wrote the church. Blessing. Now, oof. No time. I won't launch into it. I will say this. If you've had trouble, you say, Alan, I just, gosh, I just got one of those mouths, man. I've just, I've always been that way. You know, you can change that. Um, as I said, I used to be very uh, insulting. Joy would tell you I was very, um, growing up, very sarcastic. And sarcasm sometimes has a, has a bite to it. So I'm, I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. And, and um, before I knew the Lord, I had, a pretty, I had a pretty filthy mouth. The only thing I wouldn't say is I wouldn't take God's name. <laughs> Bless you. I wouldn't take... <laughs> I wouldn't take God's name... Was that, was that kind? Was that kind? Was that? You changed. You used to sit over there, but now you're over here. Yeah. I remember you. <laughs> she said, he's allergic to you. <clears throat> I 
No, my name's on the front of the check. He better not be allergic to me. <laughs> yeah. You can change. Change, but if, if you're really, if you find yourself struggling with something, here's one of the, watch what you're listening to. Watch what you're paying attention to. And, and put good input in. I, like I said, I had, a, I had a filthy mouth. I, I was insulting. I was sarcastic. I hurt my family. Some of the biggest regrets I've ever had in my life or what words I said to my wife and children and my family. Some of the biggest regrets. And I wish I could tell you I was really good at that, but, I, but I've had to repent. I've asked all my family members now, I've asked them uh, for their forgiveness, but I didn't handle some things well. So I, I, I know the words thing, but I also know, and my kids and my wife will tell you, it can change. So well, how does it change, Alan? Do you just have to kind of just slug it out and wait, and one day God looks down and goes, well, he's trying. I'm going to give him some, some anointing dust, poof, and it's going to go away. I wish. Here's what, here's what can happen. The more of God's word you put in, you begin to displace all the other junk that was there. And so you can begin to put good input in. Listen to good input. I, I, don't, I don't listen to things that are offensive to me. So I'm, I'm very, very selective on, on what I put in my heart, what I put in my ears, what I put in my eyes. And I find now when something happens, curse words, you know, people do things. I, I remember I'm driving down the road when, not just too long ago, and a guy had a big ladder on the back of his truck. I mean, it was about like one of those 10-foot aluminum ladders. It fell off right in front of me, starts coming toward me. What did not come out of me was, oh! <laughs> what came out of me was, Lord Jesus. And it, it, it just slid away. And I just kept going. My dad was in the car with me. He went, wow, you were cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm, no, I'm blessed. Because I'm convinced some big old angel is kind of went, roll that thing away. Well, I don't believe that. Well, you're, I didn't have a wreck. But what came out of me was not profanity. If you have a hard time with profanity, just keep putting God's word in you. And you'll find it, it starts to displace that. Now, we're not against anybody. Like I said, I had a horrible mouth. But it can change. And you can, you can do some things differently. But you want to be someone who blesses. And you want to be someone who doesn't return evil for evil. Because we've got a good Heavenly Father. And aren't you glad He blesses us? And aren't you glad He doesn't return evil when we do bad? Boy, he's gracious, isn't he? And so we're his kids, and we want to be gracious too. I've enjoyed this series. This has been fun. Keith will be next week. And uh, yeah, Woo is right. Woo Woo is really good. <laughs> and, and you don't say nothing. No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing but love for you. Bless you. <laughs> Let's pray. Bow your heads just for a second. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. We appreciate it. Thank you 
for your words that are live to us. Thank you that you are so gracious and compassionate and tenderhearted toward us. Let us be good representatives of you, your children in a dark world. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed if you're here this evening or maybe you're watching online and you go, you know what? I don't even know if I have a relationship with the Lord, but I'd like to. Or maybe you're like I was. I had a relationship, got away from God and realized I needed to come back. This evening, we're going to pray. We're not going to have you stand up or come to the front. If you're watching online, you can, you can pray with us. But if you're here and you say, you know what, Alan, I, I don't have a relationship. I want to. Or I want to come back to the Lord. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up across the auditorium and say, that's me. You're talking, talking to me. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Anybody else? Wonderful. Appreciate your courage. You put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand, you wanted to. You can still jump in on this prayer. We're going to pray it with you. As church family, we'll pray this out loud. You pray it out loud with us too. It's good for you to hear it. We believe in our heart. We confess with our mouth. So we're going to pray this out loud. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now. I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. Father, thank you for those who prayed that prayer, for those who Father, who have come back to you for those who've stepped out of darkness into light for the very first time. We just rejoice with them. Thank you for your mercy for us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for the wonderful future that you have for these. So, Lord, we just give you all the praise tonight. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.